The A Woman's Soul Restored podcast talks about the things in life that can flip our lives upside down. Topics are discussed that will give you hope, help you to discover that there is light at the end of the tunnel, and that you are not alone. LaTanya and her guests do not focus on the turmoils that disrupts life, but on the victory that is birthed from hurt and pain. The topics may be hard to hear, but necessary for awareness and growth. LaTanya has a bachelor's in human services with a minor in psychology. She has not only helped women over the last four years through this podcast, but has dedicated her life to helping others in whatever way she can. She is living proof that rape or sexual abuse or any trauma does not stop your life, but purpose can come from personal tragedy. She has been the founder and president of a nonprofit for over 20 years, a published author of many books, an ordained minister, and has a sincere heart for helping others. Helping women be healed and restored, helping to overcome various trials and adversity, and bringing awareness to different issues has been the standard of the podcast for the last four years. Welcome to the A Woman's Soul Restored podcast with LaTanya Y. Hendry. Yes, it is October 1st, and how fast has this year gone by? This is LaTanya Hendry with A Woman's Soul Restored. It has been a week. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. It has been a week, but God is good, and He is faithful in His Word to perform if we submit to his will and let him have his way hallelujah um i had an experience on thursday and i want to talk about that today about our well let's wrap this real quick um I, I, I like the momentum that the show is building back up. I thank you all again, as always, for listening, for sharing, for um, the emails are trickling back in. I really appreciate um, you all coming back for the fourth season of A Woman's Soul Restored. This episode has been the one that I'm getting ready to do. It's 11.30-something on Saturday night. It's It's been that kind of a week that I'm just getting here to do this episode. But I knew what I wanted to do it about. And it's something that, as women, we kind of put ourselves on the back burner. And we don't really take care of ourselves the way we're supposed to. Not all of us. But some of us really don't tend to our 
health needs and spiritual needs and emotional needs the way that we should. But today I want to talk specifically about the health needs, the how we let ourselves go while we're helping other people, while we're running and doing this. And I say we because I am so, so guilty until <laughs> it's not even funny. But to really take care of ourselves so that we can be around to do those things that we want to do and need to do in helping others, in doing community work, in doing work in our churches and work at work where you get paid and just the things that we do overall, spending time with your family and friends and networking and whatever it is that you like and that you um, get a thrill from doing or just enjoy doing sometimes we're doing those things sick or sometimes we're doing those things and we're not in the best of health but we still push forward to help others but not really taking good care of ourselves So today I want to talk about how well are you? We tell people, that we ask them, you know, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. But what does your well mean? Or what does your okay mean? How okay are you? How well are you? Today we're talking about how well are you? So go ahead and get what you're going to get. Get your shake (laughs) get your nutrition drink your water um kool-aid not too sweet hopefully not sugar aid but kool-aid but get whatever you need to relax as we get into this episode about women's health today and talking about taking care of us as we go forward to take care of others So, in asking someone how they are doing, and they say they're doing well, and we take that as, okay, they're doing good, but we don't know what that person's definition of well is. They well could be that they're just getting by, they're just going through, and just trying to make the best of whatever the situation is, and they consider that well. We consider it as they're doing awesome because they say they're doing well. That means they're doing great. But well is not always well. It's a way that we've conditioned ourselves to address a subject. If someone asks us how we're doing, we don't want to say I'm not having a good day at all. Or we don't want to say I'm hurting or I'm feeling bad because then people will think we're complaining. So instead of saying how we truly feel, we're going to say, oh, I'm doing well. I'm okay. I'm doing fine. When you're really not, you could be sick in your body or just at your wit's end, and we will still smile as women and say we're doing well. So we want to break those barriers today. We want to be able to speak the truth about how we're doing 
and not feel guilty about speaking the truth because sometimes when we are honest people will make you feel bad for speaking the truth well why you gotta say that why you gotta say it like that i have always been a person that has been honest if i am not feeling my best i'll say i'm not feeling my best i'll say by faith all is well meaning that i may not see it right now but i know i'm going to be in that place where i'm going to be okay i'm speaking that i'm going to be okay so i learned that from my former pastor who passed away pastor lucy frazier who would always say by faith all is well and she explained to me what that meant and when she did i started saying it myself because Sometimes we have to walk by faith to know we're going to be okay. So just to say it like that, by faith, all is well. And knowing that we are going to be okay regardless of what we're going through presently. Trouble don't last always. So in saying that, it's like, why do we put up these pretenses about trying to spare others or trying to make sure that they think we're okay when we're really not or trying to spare them from hearing what we're really feeling when they ask (laughs) if they ask you how you doing um and we speak the truth sometimes that we're not feeling our best it's like, well, I ain't gonna ask them no more. They always complain. And when that may have been your first time even saying that through the years that they have asked you how you're feeling. On Thursday, I had a doctor's appointment. And let me tell y'all the thing about this doctor appointment is I have was supposed to go ever since sometime last year. I had canceled this appointment maybe six times because I was fearful of what I was going to hear. I needed to have a physical. My physical was long overdue. I hadn't had a physical in some years, actually. I've gone to the doctor for various things, but I haven't had an actual physical. So it was long overdue. So every time I would schedule one, when it got close to it, I'd be like, mm, let me call and postpone it and reschedule it. So we went. I went through this, and when, actually, I really thought it was going to be on Friday. And it wasn't until Thursday that I got a reminder text that my appointment was supposed to be that next day so Wednesday I got a reminder that Thursday I was supposed to be at the doctor so here I go you know um and uh, to be honest the only reason I didn't cancel it is because within a certain amount of hours if I cancel it it's like a last minute cancellation and they'll still bill my insurance so that was the only reason (laughs) I might as well tell the truth I didn't go because you know I didn't want to cancel for a seventh time I went because I didn't want those people to build my insurance for a trip that I didn't take. And I don't think it would have been the full bill. It's like a percentage. But it's like a penalty for canceling last minute within, I think, 48 hours. So I was at the 24-hour mark. So I decided to go. Didn't really rest Wednesday night evening thinking about it. 
because I've been feeling some things in my body. I just, you know, didn't want to go, didn't want to face it, didn't want the doctors messing with me. And in the midst of doing all that, I talked myself out of going to get myself checked out, even though I haven't been feeling my best. So after I dropped my grandkids off to school on Thursday, I just took a slow ride to the doctor and got, you know, you fill your paperwork out when you get there. So I got called to the back. They weighed me and I went in the office and we're sitting there talking and they asked me these overall questions and some mental health questions because they want to make sure that my faculties are in order at 56 years old, like I'm supposed to go see now because of an age. And we're going to do an episode about aging um, sometime within the next month. But really just probing to see what my mental capacity is and physically how I felt. And going over the last time I had a physical, like I said, which was five years ago. And just a battery of questions and I knew I needed to take some tests, but all of that really wasn't physically registering until the doctor said, okay, we're going to step out and there goes the gown (laughs) and we'll be back in a few minutes. So I'm looking at the table and looking at the doctor and looking at the gown, like what am I supposed to do? What do I need a gown for? And that dreaded word that as women, we all just that three letter word pap smear pap and when he said it looked like my heart dropped because i thought i you know after he i had already done some tests they weighed me i thank god that i haven't gained weight i'm stabilized between 208 and two well yeah 209 and 214 going back and forth but not the 254 that i was thank god um doing my best to treat my body right eat well and i'm going to talk about that in a minute about treating our bodies right but after the shock of realizing that yeah physical means you're going to get a pap tanya (laughs) what's wrong with you yeah you're going to get a pap because that comes along with the physical had it been that long or i'm just not thinking or maybe the 56 really is kicking in (laughs) i don't know but they walked out and I'm sitting there you know looking at the gown and like I really don't want to do this today so they came back in and I'm still not with the gown on so the doctor's looking at me so he's probably really thinking did I ask the right questions about her mental faculties but he's asking me did I understand what he was telling me that I needed to you know take my bottoms off and put the it really wasn't a gown it was a sheet that I needed to cover and get on the table and I was like yeah I get what you're saying I just don't want to do it so he was saying well it's been five years and anything could happen within that time and you really need to get this done but we can't force you so if you really don't want to do it um you don't have to, but we highly recommend after not having one in five years since you were 51, now you're 56. You need to have um, this pat plus you're going, you're premenopausal. And I actually think I'm menopausal. I don't think the pre is in it, but I told him, okay, 
Uh, you don't have to talk me into it because it is for my benefit and people shouldn't have to talk us into doing stuff that's for our health. So I told him, okay, go out and I'll, I'll be ready by the time y'all get back in. So they were gone probably about five to seven minutes. But I had, I'm glad I'm a clean person. I'm glad I take care of my body and don't have, didn't have to, you know, not do what I needed to do in order to... <laughs> not get embarrassed as I take this pap but um they did it and um after they did the pap we had a little more discussion and then I put on my clothes and they told me to go to another area now here is this part about me drawing blood I'm not good with blood I'm not good with needles and even being a diabetic I I have learned that you know that little bit of blood that you need to take the test I have conditioned myself and and I'm not as fearful as I was because I'm the type of person when I saw the needle I'll just start sliding slide down the chair on the people flow and stuff but I didn't slide out the chair, so I was proud of that. I didn't slide. I, I I didn't look at the needle now. I was humming, humming some old spirituals and and looking the other way. But I didn't slide down the people's chair, so they, they was able to get enough blood to do the three vials or whatever they needed to do. I did a urine sample before I went in the um, office part. So Thursday was rough. It, it 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 was rough. I um <laughs> I came home and I was so tired from everything that I laid down and I took a nap, which I haven't been able to do in a minute. I took a nap and I got up just in time to go pick up my grandson from school and then I went and got my granddaughter from school and I came on home and I still felt fatigued. So my son was here and he got the kids and he, you know, he usually has his son anyway, but he got both of them and he had them in the room playing with them and kept them occupied because I really was just out of it and didn't feel like doing anything. I didn't talk on the phone. I didn't text. I don't even think I got on social media. I just needed to mentally get myself back together. Um, Friday when I got because those of you that are familiar with, you can see your test results online. I have a my chart, and depending on what area of the country you're in, it's probably called something else. But I was able to go on and see my test results. And one of the things that I got excited about, because when I first was diagnosed as a diabetic, my numbers was very high, my A1C. It was double digits. Um, and I thank God that is getting emotional talking about it, but it's 6.6 and pre-diabetic numbers are 5.7 to 6.4. So I'm two points off from being pre-diabetic. And when I saw that, I, it just, I didn't really have to see anything else, which I did look at my other numbers because everything is in normal range. Um, I have some other test results that um, probably would be in on Monday. And um, I have to go back the end of this month to, well, end of October to um, really do the diabetic 
work hard. They got the numbers, but I, whatever they need to do, because this will, shame to say, actually be my first diabetes checkup. So I don't really know what they do. He was saying they got, they, you know, did my A1C and got the numbers so that they can know that part when I come in for um, the checkup. But I really don't know what the checkup is because I, I think I went to one appointment. I got diagnosed in January. I went in February because they wanted to see me a month afterwards. And then I just didn't go back. Um, part of that was I didn't have, I was self-paying because um, at that time me and my husband was just getting back together and I had took myself off his insurance so I wasn't insured. And I'm not the type to run up people's bills and stuff and go knowing that I'm, you know, I, don't, I didn't have the money to pay um, for that visit so I, I just didn't go. So we're fine. Me and my husband are fine. I got back on the insurance this year because, you know, you do it at the end of the year. So when he recertified this at the end of last year, I got back on, which he didn't say I need to get off. I took myself off. Um, you know, sometimes as women, we can do things that later we regret. So I went, I think, three years, two or three years without health insurance because I was, you know, whatever but I'm back on now so but I did know if I had missed this appointment that it was so short a notice that they would have billed the insurance for whatever that percentage is and I didn't want it to be any insurance because of my negligence and my fear over something that was not there now I did say I was having I was telling people that I know that I'm having a pain in the bottom of my stomach which I am and I discussed that with them Thursday about me feeling, you know, a sharp pain. Sometimes it's a sharp pain, but it's something that's, like, nagging. I know it's there. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's there. So they said when I come back, because with a physical, you have to address specific things. If you're going for something outside of what the physical calls for, then they have to bill you for that. So, I at the time, I thought he was just being evasive, but after I thought about it, it's like, okay, the physical has specific points that they have to address, and then anything else outside of that is extra, and that's not really part of the physical. So, they said when I come back in October, the end of this month, I can... um we can address those specific things like my legs swelling, my ankles swelling, I'm retaining water and all of that. But what I said I was going to get back to about taking care of ourselves is when we're young, we think we are invincible. We Things just don't pop up on us. We go through symptoms that maybe we don't even realize that they're symptoms, but we go through things. It's rare that something just happens. I had plenty of symptoms because when I had my last son, when I was 26, I had preeclampsia. And preeclampsia is when your pressure is, it's a high high pressure, blood pressure when you're pregnant. And usually after you have the baby, it goes away. Mine didn't go away. So I was diagnosed with high blood pressure when I was 26. Um, when I went for my six weeks checkup and my pressure was just extremely high and it stayed high 
but what they told me was if I because I wasn't ever a real heavy person until I got older um, I was at maybe 140 150 pounds um, and that's when I was pregnant after I had my children I, I would go back down to 130 125 130 but I was told if I took care of myself being young and um, watched my diet and watched what I ate, watched the salt, um, the pork, that I could maintain my pressure without medication. Well, I didn't do that because I had children and, and life was chaotic and I wasn't married and I was working at a fast food restaurant and life was just life. I was trying my best to take care of my three children and really did not take time to take care of myself. So as things started occurring as I got older in my body, I just kind of dismissed them because I needed to take care of my children. I needed to work. Um, and when I did get married years later, first marriage, second marriage, I still had to run a household. I had to work, had to come home, make sure dinner's fixed, help the kids with their homework things that we do as wives and mothers when we have young children but we do not take care of ourselves um so my pressure got out of control to where i did have to end up on medication and then i ended up on two medications and by the time i was 47 i was on three medications i'm happy to say that four years three years ago Last time, um, I really went to the doctor to get checked out. Not the physical, but just to get checked out. I was My pressure was okay that I, they dropped one of the medications. but I, So now I'm on one medication and a water pill. Um, so, but it took all those years and all those things happening to me to where it got extreme. Even with the diabetes, I don't know how long I was a diabetic. Um, Because I never really watched what I ate until about two years ago. I started being concerned about what I was putting in my body. I I was a little heavier, and I wanted to start weight management. I don't call it a diet because diet is this fad thing that we do that comes and go, and we find things to take real quick to get the weight off. So I didn't want a diet, so to speak. I wanted to do a lifestyle change. I started walking and um, just doing various things. With and, and We created a Facebook group called Way Less Conquerors. If you're on Facebook and look into um, a support group, and there are many, there are many. It doesn't have to be Way Less Conquerors, but that is one. Um, you could search us out and we'll accept your request if you want to join the group. But I created that group because it's more than just losing weight. It's mind, it's body, and it's spirit. We all have to be on one accord, the three, to successfully complete any task concerning our health and our emotional and physical well-being. So that's why the group, and it's not that many people, and I think it's like maybe 20-something in there. Um, And that's with anything, not everybody's active. So, it is maybe a few that post, and sometimes I don't post like I need to. 
but I am still doing my health regimen the way I should be, and that's why my numbers are the way they are, and I'm thankful for that. And I want to get to where I can reverse the diabetes. I want to do the things with my health that's needed at 56 years old. But the truth is, I didn't have to be in this situation to begin with. Diabetes runs in my family. High blood pressure runs in my family. Cancer runs in my family. All three. So knowing that, and if this is your family makeup, we have to know that if we are prone to certain things that we have to take care of ourselves while we are young. We are not invincible. We are not prone to reject certain things just because we're young that's being naive and it's not being realistic being young and being able to take care of yourself and being health conscious is the thing to do and it will save you in the future when you're older and you're ready to um, embrace those things like when your kids are adults and you you want to do things on your own you could do them in a healthy body because now my body aches and I have pains and I have a variant of things that's going on because I did not take care of myself when when I was younger. So I know I have a different age group of listeners that, that listen to the Woman's Soul Restored podcast. So I really want to really get this through that you have to take care of your body. You have to take care of yourself. And this is where the mindset and the spirit comes in. The mindset to take care of your body, not just knowing you got to do it, but why you have to do it. Because if when your kids get older, you're going to have grandchildren. You want to be able to enjoy your grandchildren. You want to be able to have a life outside of your family when you're at that age to where, okay, now it's time for me. But you can't have time for you if you're achy and tired and just going through a gamut of physical things because you did not address it when you were younger. So I'm hoping to get through to my younger audience today and also my older audience, to everyone, that you have to take care of your body. You have to take care of your health. You have to be good to your body so that it can hold up and be good to you. Don't get caught up. Yeah, we have to be those things to our children, to our mates, to whatever obligations we have. We have to do that, but we have to take care of ourselves. It's it's imperative, and I really want to stress this because some days it's hard for me, and I'm saying this to be honest, to really let y'all know what I go through. Some days my body hurts so bad that it's hard to get up out of the bed. I think it's something going on with the circulation with my legs. I'm not sure. But this is these are things that are going on because I did not do things every year. Like go to the doctor to get a physical. Going to get regular checkups like I should have. So if this podcast reaches you today, if this is talking about you, if you're the person that really puts your health on the back burner to do everything else, or maybe you're not doing anything, you just don't feel that it's important to go. I I don't know what to say to get you to change your mind, 
But if I can use my own self as an example of what I'm going through now in my body, what I'm going through, the aches, the pains, the not just wanting to be able to wake up and get up, just spring up out the bed like I used to when I was younger. When I do sleep, sometimes, you know, I, I suffer from insomnia, so I take naps. But sometimes on that fourth day, I do sleep. And when I wake up, I want to be able to just jump up out of bed. When I get ready to say my prayers, I I can get on my knees, but it's difficult to get up. It's difficult to get down there on my knees to begin with. So some of it, you know, they say certain things start happening to you as you get older, which is true. You know, these bodies are only skin and bone and muscle and, and things deteriorate as we get older. But we can have the quality of life that we need to have if we just take the time to invest in ourselves the way we invest in other things, on the way we invest in our jobs, the way we invest in things. Take the time to invest in ourselves. This is the conversation that I wish, you know, it's not like people didn't say, and I'm going to say, I'm not going to say that I wish someone had told me. But I grew up with a woman that really didn't take care of herself. You know, when she died, she had both of her legs amputated and she ate whatever she wanted to eat, even though she was a diabetic for all of my life that I knew her. Um, She said she was going to die from something, so she might as well die happy and not starve herself. So she ate what she wanted to eat. She lost the first leg. She continued to eat what she wanted to eat. And when she went in the hospital that last time after that last amputation, she came home in a few days and then she had to go right back in and she didn't make it out. So I know the seriousness of diabetes and and the ramifications of it. And I need to take it seriously. I need to really think about what I know. And what do I mean by that? I mean, not dismiss the information that I know about health issues. My grandmother had high blood pressure and diabetic. I've had family members that my sister, um, the one next to me, was a diabetic. She had congestive heart failure. My older sister died from cancer of the uterus. I had another sister that died from cancer. You know, it, it, it runs in our family on both sides, my mother's side and my father's side. So that means I'm more prone to certain things and being dismissive of it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just means that you're being ignorant to your health. So if you're young and you don't know your family's health history, it's time to find out. It's time to know what's going on with your health. It's time to know what's going on with your family's health. If you have relatives, older relatives, if you have a mother and father that's still living, ask them questions about what's in their history, what's in their family. What what do you have to look forward to? Not saying that you're claiming it or anything, but knowledge is power. Knowing what's in your family and knowing what you can do to prevent it, something as simple as changing your diet, kid, something as simple as cutting out sodas, something as simple as salt substitutions, 
as simple as drinking more water can be life-saving to you later in the future when you're going to need your body for certain things and your body feel like it's giving up on you. I have, um, a few years ago, I was diagnosed with degenerative arthritis in my right knee. I had... I think it was at the time 8%, 9% cartilage in my right knee. I had like 50-something percent in my left knee because I was always athletic. I played basketball in high school. And I, I always was an active person. And I'm also bow-legged. So with that comes a little bit of degeneration with the knees. And I'm suffering from that now. I'm not... It's, it's two kinds of bull legs, and I don't know why I'm getting into this now, but I'm not the, um, they call them my, my sister Patricia, because she's bow-legged as well and suffering with knee things too, the, the, the crazy bow legs, the crazy legs that, that's hooked all the way out. I'm not hooked all the way out, but I'm hooked to a certain degree, so I'm considered bow leg as well, um. But with that comes knee issues. And I've always had issues with my knee. And they were surprised that I was still walking. Well, I know I'm walking by the grace of God. But I can feel sometimes where it feels like something's slipping in my knee. And it's not a good feeling because sometimes I'm walking and my knee would just slip. It, it, would, it would give out on me. I was, um, it was doing better. So I, I, misplaced my brace because I used to wear a knee brace on my right knee and by it being was being better I don't know where I put it when we moved I definitely didn't don't know where it's at now but about a month ago because between my kitchen and den there are steps three little steps but I think by going up and down those steps it kind of aggravated it so now I'm having I, I could feel I could feel the back of my knee and feel fluid in the back pocket behind the knee so i know you know some old nemesis have popped back up but even in that i'm trusting god because i'm still walking i thank god to still be walking they said i wasn't gonna be walking by the time i was 55 well now i'm 56 and i'm still walking so i'm grateful for that and once i get up and get going i can walk fine but it's just Getting up from a sitting position or from a laying down position is kind of difficult. So, but I claim the victory in Jesus' name. So I hope that y'all took this in because I shared a lot of personal information, but I shared it for always when I share. I share for the edification of others. I don't want people to go through what I'm going through, especially if you're younger and listening you have children and of course the priority is the children but you have to make yourself a priority as well you have to tend to yourself so when as those children grow and as they need you more because trust me when they're adults they still need us they still need us so we want to be around we want to be here to enjoy them we want to be around to enjoy the grandkids when they come we just want to be around to have that self-enjoyment of things we want to do and not do them in pain but be able to be have good health and a great life and just have joy but it comes down to just what we do with our health and and 
take the doctor's advice because these people are here for a reason. But also do your part. Do what you need to do. Don't dismiss what your body is telling you. So if you've gained anything from this episode, if you, you know, just dismissed it as that's that lady talking, I would say if you got anything, just remember to take care of yourself. Take care of your body so that it will take care of you in the long run. So I hope you enjoyed this week. This is week three. We're going by fast already, but we're at the end of week three's episode. So I hope that you all have a very blessed week as we welcome in the cool weather in October down here in Savannah. It was hot one day and then the next day it was chilly. Fall made its way. And we've been having beautiful weather down here. It's been late 70s, mid 80s, um, 85. Tomorrow's supposed to be 85. So it's supposed to be a beautiful day. So from Savannah, Georgia, this is a woman's soul restored. And I am LaTanya Hendry. Be blessed. You have been listening to the A Woman's Soul Restored podcast with LaTanya Y. Hendry. If you like what you have heard, share the link and hit the support link as well to share this message worldwide. If you would like to reach out to LaTanya, send her an email at awomanssoulrestored at gmail.com. You can also reach out on Facebook at A Woman's Soul Restored. Also, check out the website at www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net. Join us every Sunday for a new episode. Until next week, you have too much life to live to not be restored. Be blessed, but also be a blessing as well. Thank you.